Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. We are entering the last month of the year. We've only got four more weeks to go. And as I'm looking at the calendar, it looks like we actually start week one of 2024 on a Monday, January the 1st. So that's very neat and tidy. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. So um, <laughs> this is week 49. And it starts with Monday, the 4th of December. And we are active spirituality.life, Pamela Cuccinell and Susie Mazzoli, bringing you these wonderful, very accurate uh, forecasts, astrological guidance every week. And every week, a little 10 minute meditation, somehow guiding the theme of the week. And uh, we do this for you, and we've been doing it for you for a really long time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> many, many, many years, many, many weeks. In fact, we should start counting the number of weeks, I think, if we can work it out, oh. uh, so that we can say it. Um, anyhow, if you can, please send us along a little bit of financial support so that we can um, pay for all of the various services that we use to get this out to you for free. And of course, we really appreciate any support. Um, as uh, Pam and I, we're just like chugging along. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks so much, everyone. And uh, Pam's going to let us know all about the week in store. Yes, well, Susie and I just really like talking to one another once a week. So that's part of it, of course, in, in total disclosure. But yes, it, it's delightful to know and hear uh, the people. So many of you have sent notes or responded. And I I'm I'm always I'm always a bit thrilled to hear, oh wow so-and-so listens and I, I don't even know honestly everyone who listens who I've known from the past and or who just found us so anyway as we spill into this last month of 2023 which some of us will be very glad to see go uh, I, I do want to mention that last week was a little bumpy I, I forecast that and uh when I usually say it's a little bumpy, for some of us, it can be a very rocky road. Uh, the thing about the astrological forecast is uh, this is a general forecast. And to know how it's actually hitting you specifically, it's valuable to know your personal horoscope. And many listeners do. If you don't, uh, it's 
I think it's of tremendous value to dive a little into it. If you're short on funds, there are websites like astro.com where you can get your horoscope for free and start to dig around with some very intelligent astrology to get an idea of what what it means the sign your moon sign is in venus etc etc so when you listen to the forecast and i say things like the moon is in the sign of virgo which it is on december 4th you will know which area of life it's transiting or touching in your natal horoscope and this adds more of a dimension, a texture, and understanding to how that's going to play out on your personal day. So the first couple of days of the week of December 4th, the moon is in the sign of Virgo. And this is actually a very nicely aspected moon as it moves through. And what that means is the geometric pictures that it makes with other planets in the sky as it travels. And the moon indicates the emotional weather of the day. So it's very important. And it's what, if an astrologer is writing a sun sign column, what they're looking at is um, the transit of the moon, where the sun is, et cetera, et cetera. We are in the waning moon cycle, which means the moon is diminishing from our perspective here on Earth, apparently. We know it's not really getting smaller. It's just its position to the earth and the sun. And so what's happening in the waning moon cycle is it's not generally, depending on what you're doing, advisable to start something new. However, businesses begin, babies get born, life happens. It's not, it's not a tremendous big deal like a major retrograde would be that would affect the the inception of a business, for instance. But what it indicates is this is the next week or so is about finishing up, completing, get putting things in place, getting ready for the next big push. And so if you feel a bit like a salmon going upstream, it's because just from a geocentric perspective, Things are not necessarily in total flow. So what we look for is we look for when the moon is well aspected because that gives you that extra support, that extra push. So Monday and Tuesday are really good days to do that extra push, finish the project or, or put a, your shoulder into it if it's been giving you a bit of difficulty. This can also be an excellent couple of days for therapeutic work, something that you want to get done or move through or understand better in your your body or your emotional, psychological unveiling. So Monday, one thing to keep in mind is that there there can be many options in front of you if you prioritize well Sunday night before or Monday morning. You're going to be able to really have an incredibly effective morning. Even if you do nothing and you're just recharging, it can be really very regenerative. 
the Venus enters the sign of Scorpio for its little um, spate through that sign, which uh, can deepen relationships or the intensity of relationships, especially depending on your personal orientation towards the sign of Scorpio. Uh, there's a picture in the sky that can indicate that people can be short-tempered <clears throat> late morning through, eh, through early afternoon, mid-afternoon. So just avoid that if you can, if you feel your own temperature rising or someone trying to engage with you in a more um, uh, pugilistic or adverse uh, adverse manner, uh, decide how deeply you want to get into the trenches with it because there are ways to, to tamp anger down and recognize where it's coming from. Uh, regular listeners hear me talk about Mars anger a lot because I have personally I've had a long road with it and I really understand that anger is teaching we get angry because there's injustice something is wrong we're we're mad at ourselves we're mad at the world um we're frustrated all these all these reactions are teaching us something. And then we have to take that fuel and use it effectively. Shouting, attacking, these are not generally <laughs> great ways to use that fuel. So when we know that uh, things are starting to get hot ahead of time, we can often act more judiciously, thoughtfully on how we're going to use that fuel for maximum effectiveness. Um, I remember way back in the old days, in the 70s, when there was the fuel embargo, um, many people had to learn who you know, used to be in the States. It was terrible, actually. People didn't think about such things. But that was the beginning of studying how you work with fuel to maximize how far you can go. And ideally, none of us will be working with the same fuel <laughs> in the near future. It'll be solar and wind and things that don't um, suck, deplete our well-being. So it, it's interesting because... When we think about what's going on climate-wise in the bigger world, it's also very indicative of human evolution. Uh, human beings who've only been on the planet for about 200,000 years, uh, are we going to completely shoot our fuel, like our, our, our energy, our life? Or are we going to understand how to pace and work with it? And so every time... We go through a transit where we're facing Mars energy or Pluto energy. We're basically, personally, going through a study of how do I temper my fuel, my power, my energy, my relationship with how I put my force in the world. Anyway, I'm sorry, that was a tangent, but, but those who listen often know I do this. 
So anyway, uh, Monday, very effective day when we use our fuel efficiently. Tuesday, uh, also very, very effective day. Uh, right partners, I cannot stress enough the connection you have with people who are giving you the support you need. It could be in a monetary fashion or just shoulder to shoulder or loving support. Uh, the Venus uh, Saturn picture in the shot, sky really drives home. If you're not with people who are supporting you, why are you with these people? And I don't mean, you know, like basically having them take care of you all the time is unless you're someone who needs someone to do that. What I mean is support so that you can learn to fish so that you're independent instead of people just giving you fish. This is this is the stellar piece of, t- of Tuesday. It's do you have a productive support system that helps you be stronger and you help others to be stronger? Uh, yeah, as of, um, well, those who were up very late at night <laughs> and you know, night owls, night workers, those people. This is a nice little envelope of time of high productivity. With that Virgo moon, it's also an excellent time to let the work get done in the dreamscape. In other words, let your unconscious reprogram, regenerate, do what it has to do so that you get up on Wednesday morning and you are directed. Now, the thing about Wednesday is that there's several things going on. In the first place, um, the moon goes void, of course, at 8.50 a.m. So early bird people are getting things done really high production. The other thing that goes on is Neptune turns direct in the morning. So we it's very, very subtle. Uh, when this happens, usually, unless it's hitting something in your personal horoscope. Um, the effects after sometimes are much more visible, but um, but when it actually turns stations, it seems to change motion from Earth's perspective. It's not like, ooh, wow, I felt that, the way a Uranus um, station or change from retrograde to direct can happen with neptune there's it's it's subtle and it 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 can also be if it has been affecting you directly neptune's been in pisces it feels like forever (laughs) to those of us who have really been experiencing the transit but uh now it's in the last decade of pisces so that means that it's finishing up its run, but it's still going to be a few years because it's a very slow-moving planet. But <clears throat> but what happens is uh, if you if you meditate in the morning, if you have like thoughtful mornings or highly creative mornings, whatever prayer, uh, you may feel a kind of lift, a sense of it's been a cloudy day, and suddenly there's that chink of light that comes through. And so that's a metaphor. You can also, maybe it's non-visual, maybe it's just inside. But I think what happens is we start to have more access 
to our innate spirituality. Some of us, it's like we're hooked up 24-7. Others, you know, it comes and goes, or we're seeking all our lives, or we don't even really know it's there. Um, but whether you believe it or not, we are all connected in this great universe, in this universal unconscious. We are, we're all mainly water. Our planet is mainly water. We're, and Neptune, god of the sea, brings a reminder of that connectivity. And it can be subtle, as I said, or it can feel like a tsunami comes through. So when I see Neptune changing directions personally, because it is symbolic of a strong force in my personal life, I tune into that. I invite it in. I invite in, which sometimes feels like a tsunami and other times feels like I'm just, I am held up by the water. I am buoyed. I am uplifted by the sea. So I invite you to think in terms of that, how you were lifted by it, a part of it. And in honor of that connectivity, realize that when you have negative thoughts, you think everything's going to Hades and we're all going to just crash and burn, you are magnifying that. When you think about being buoyed up and that the waters can find their places to be and re recreate a new world that can actually harbor us all. It takes a big dreamer, but this is a this is a generation, an invitation for the big dreamers to sweep in and take over the negativity, the noise, the polarity. And so, Neptune Direct. That being said, Wednesday may feel like a little more challenging day because after the moon goes into the next sign, which occurs at 11.35 a.m. and enters the sign of Libra, um, short note, when moon is void, of course, and it's not making an aspect to another planet in the sky, um, we're not as connected to outcomes. But once it enters the sign of Libra, uh, voices can become more strident. I mean, people, Libra is the, the sign of seeking balance all the time, uh, bringing in different perspective, looking to mediate um, strategy. And because of the position of planet uh, Pluto in the sky right now, when the moon is in the sign of Libra, often throughout its travel, it's going to hit certain points of conflict. So it magnifies where people don't agree. So the day may click along for you. You may end up in uh, an argument or view an argument or have a, a battle even within your head in the evening. And just know that when these things happen, we can either get pulled in to the total schism and believe there's no resolution, separate camp it, 
or we can look at it and say, okay, this is what's going on. How do I tease out another perspective? How do I figure out how to reach this? If this person is so entrenched in that belief system and I can't go there, where can we break bread? Where can we meet? And maybe it's a person you don't want to do that with at all. And that's okay. But that can be highlighted uh, on especially Thursday. My my personal calendar says Hanukkah is beginning at this point in time. So those of you who, who practice and honor that time, blessings to you. So this is a, you know, it's just a period to know, not necessarily that there'll be more arguments at dinner, um, but this is an incredibly volatile time, especially in the Mideast. And so Libra negotiation couldn't be more necessary. And also balance of power. And that's part of what looks like it's highlighted over these next couple of days. Now, that's just a world affair piece, but the world affair, you know, the macrocosm and the microcosm are, they're related. So whether that's a subject or something that affects you, and again, it affects us all because what happens in Kenya is affecting us, whether we know it or not, what happens in uh, Israel or Ukraine or, or Ohio, all these things affect us, whether we know it or not, because it is creating vibrations that we're all affected by, whether we pay attention to it or not. So December 8th, that moon is still uh, experiencing the, the friction, so we can witness scrabbles, arguments, um, and, and it can be, again, it can happen anywhere. It can, you can be in a store or a restaurant, people are arguing or, um, or upset with the service or altercations on the street. Choose when you want to engage. That's my advice here. Choose when you want to engage. But when you see people uh, experiencing strife, tone it down within yourself, whether you engage or not. So instead of watching it as though it's a drama on TV, tone it down in your head. Send some healing thoughts to those people who are riled up or upset about whatever. On Friday the 8th, the moon goes void, of course, at 8.05 p.m. And it enters Scorpio at 10.35 p.m. And I see this void period as being a, uh, a period of high reflection. So especially if you had a challenging week, as I said, the beginning of the week looks lovely to me. So I would really work with that. And then uh, as we get midweek, we're, we're hitting more eruptions, things that can come out. 
And so if we gave ourselves what we needed on Monday, Tuesday, and the people around us, then we are able to navigate better what goes on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And so Friday evening is a time of reflection, sending out loving energy, healing energy, and thoughts of that. Once the moon enters Scorpio in the late evening, this is a very deep, juicy weekend. It's a weekend to be with loved ones, to be in nature, to think about how, well, not necessarily even think, to allow in how the world, how the planet, how the people can regenerate and find their way back to the essence of what's important which, of course, is love and the continuation of love. The other thing I I can mention before I wrap up this weekend and turn it over to Susie is that Sunday afternoon is especially a wonderful day for clearing out toxicity and inviting in the new. We have the new moon next week, which I'll talk about then. And so we really want to release, release, release anything that is holding us back from embracing the new and potential, even if it's scary because it's unknown. What's important is to allow in, to invite in greater potential of love for everyone. And now I turn it over to Susie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, love, love. <laughs> <laughs> love, love, love. <laughs> let, it, let it keep coming in. Okay. So um, let's start our meditation. So I invite everyone just to take 10 minutes just to zero in a little bit. Take a few deeper breaths. And as you feel yourself, Just arriving, notice anywhere where there's like a little bit of discomfort and just let it be. Let it be. Wherever there is pain in your body, just let it be there. Wherever there is pain in your emotional body, just let it be there. Wherever there are worries, let's call that pain of the mind, just let it be there. And wherever there is pain in the spiritual body, Just let it be there. Just for a few moments, just allow things to be what they are. If it makes us feel sick, if it makes us feel pain, if it makes us feel uncomfortable, just let it be there. Just for a few moments, allow those states to be present, give them some space, give them some attention, 
Allow them to be real. Allow them to be recognized, to be seen and to be heard. The pain, the fear, the discomfort, the dis-ease. Just allowing them to be. Giving them some space. Giving them a platform. And just take a few deeper breaths, seeing them, feeling them, recognizing them. And just visualize them that they're on this particular level. Let's just call it on the third dimension that they're present here. And now for a few moments, allow yourself to expand. And just as a bird flies up into the air, think of a nice big bird now, like an eagle that flies very high, or a turkey vulture, or a condor from South America. Just think of those very high-flying birds. And let's fly now above, above this world. Fly above that pain, that discomfort. Expand into what some call the higher consciousness or higher awareness. Then as you're flying higher and higher into the air, still within the atmosphere, so we're still able to fly, we're still able to breathe, we have complete freedom. We can soar on the wind. And as we're flying, just looking down onto the earth and seeing the significance of our pain, our discomfort, our worry, our anxiety. Just seeing it and then seeing the others around us, the people that we do know, our friends, our family, our colleagues, the beings around us, and even those people that may live very close to us in the apartments next door, in the houses, in the streets, in the dormitories, people that we don't know, but that we do share a space with them. And just see with your eagle eye, 
Just see the disease, the pain and the suffering in all the other beings You can see that some have such a very, very great amount of pain and suffering, and some seem to be living with less. And just notice what is happening here now as you recognize all of the pain and all of the suffering. from this great height flying up in the sky. And now, as you're flying, change your perspective, change your target, change the goal of what you're looking at, and now look at all of the non-suffering. Look at all of the good. Look at all of the compassion, all of the love, all of the kindness all of the sweet, gentle acts of anonymous kindness, the generosity, see the tremendous growth, the thriving, look at the animals, the plants, go down to the atomic level and see all of the incredible good in this world, all of the greatness of human beings and we can see that this good this growth this compassion this loving kindness far 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 outweighs the suffering it is so much more than the suffering See all of the acts of kindness that you have done in your life, the generosity. See those acts of kindness of others around you. See the generous acts of compassion of some of the very important people that have become famous for doing so. Hold your attention here on your acts of compassion, the acts of compassion of all the beings on this planet. Every day, in every moment, as our fellow brothers and sisters share love, share understanding and respect, share kindness, see every day this generosity from our brothers and sisters. Allow that to be our focal point. Allow that to be where we spend our time in our mind. Creating the world around us by seeing all of this human love. And creating it in ourselves more and more every day. 
hold our minds, hold our frequencies, hold our attention in this space of compassion and understanding. Taking a few deeper breaths and holding this. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And, of course, thank you, Pam, and love now, everyone. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.